<laughs> Welcome to Weave You Yasha. <laughs> that is not how I intended to start this off. Welcome to Weave You Yasha, everybody. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. That was unladylike of me. We're here to talk about Order 66. Can you do a better Emperor no, Palpatine? Definitely not. Naraku's barrier kagura's decision they couldn't decide what to call this episode so. no they really couldn't so let's do both <laughs> if it's just naraku's barrier then i guess that sets up more like it's less about the barrier and more about kagura finding a way out and going to bang that hot guy wandering around with that little girl and that dinosaur <laughs> So when this started, I thought it was going to be an episode just about the villains. Oh. Or, or I mean, Koga's not a villain, but... <laughs> and then it cuts to our gang. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to... They're all going to share the spotlight. Yeah, we're really just kind of missing Kikyo. Yeah. That's where I thought Naraku was this whole time, because uh, Kagura, uh, when she's talking with Kana, she goes, oh, that's right narku leaves every once in a while so i thought the i thought the whole thing was he goes on dates with kiki sometimes or he goes and like just stares at her creepily from <laughs> the woods it's shot with arrows <laughs> what an awkward date that would be <laughs> i think kiki would probably be saying this isn't a date <clears throat> narku would be like oh yeah no that was there's moonlight brought you these dead snakes <laughs> i stalked you through the forest <laughs> i laugh at your pain come on be my girlfriend <laughs> so this episode um ended up being a lot better than the last one we've been recording these episodes with some breaks in between so there was a moment where i couldn't remember what happened last and it was because it was a one-off not so good episode. You forgot Shoka? <laughs> forgot her name. That's the other thing. I'm starting to forget names of characters that have been recently introduced. So I really gotta focus. I've been watching more anim anime than I ever have in my life. So now I'm losing track of specifics. <laughs> Check out Kill the Kill, everybody. It's great. So uh, this episode... Rin. Yay, Aww, little Rin. She's so sweet. Sees a shooting star and wishes that she can be with Sashomaru forever. Because she loves going on adventures with him. And I use adventures loosely because I don't know what they do. Seems they just walk around a lot. They seem to always be walking. Where are they going? Because he's one of those wandering warriors. Jockin asks that question too, like where like what what are we doing? <laughs> We're just walking, shut up. Oh Lord Sashomaru, he's so mysterious. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I could die. And I don't even stop to sleep. Poor Ren's gotta sleep on the the dragon. And she falls off and that barely wakes her up. I know. She <laughs> doesn't even get up right away. She's like all kind of sleepily like hmm? What happened? Who's this crazy lady? <laughs> trying to steal my man but as she does you know look at the shooting star so Shomaru does stop and say Rin don't fall behind Aww. 
the literal translation was Rin, don't be late. I only watched a little bit of the literal subtitles. Oh. But I think, I mean, the accurate one is Rin, you're my woman, don't fall behind. Just waiting for you to grow up. Oh, and Aun is restless, and they don't know why. Oh. I thought maybe this scene was going to just ended up being re-edited closer to Kagura's appearance because I thought they were looking at the same shooting star. Yeah, it feels... I mean, that all happens at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of like, whoa, what's going on? seems more that they were just like, oh, an episode's about to happen. Dun-dun. Naku's barrier. Keep walking to this cliff, apparently. We are walking to the edge of a cliff. So that Kagura has somewhere to land, I guess. Dramatically. Yep. So Kagura, before that, is at Naraku's creepy castle. She's longing for her freedom. And notices some of the demon pets escape through the top. And go, the barrier's weak. Now's my chance. But she doesn't take that chance. She's still, a little later, walking around a bunch of corpses. Oh, okay. And like, God, this place has really gone to hell. No, nobody does any kind of cleaning. <laughs> oh, the, uh, we establish here, too, the new moon's almost here. Like, yes. one more night. So Koga, apparently this whole time, has been looking for the castle. <laughs> At top speed. <laughs> Yet while his friends, Hakaku and Ginta, I forgot their names. Oh, Mohawk and Skunkhead. Yeah. Mohawk and reverse skunk is what you call them. Okay. <laughs> Do you know which one's which? No. Okay. I will I never like tell Ginta you. Ginta is maybe the Mohawk one? No, the other way around. Uh, that's how I, I had a 50-50 shot. That's how I try to remember. Hakaku is the Mohawk. That's easy. Mohawk. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I had a question here. Did Koga mean to bring them, or were they just following him? Because <laughs> he seems so angry that they're around. I think it's just because they need breaks, because he's got the, his wolf pack with them, too. Yeah. So I kind of feel like they're kind of backup, but super they crappy backup. They don't do anything later. Like, they run oh, for help. Oh, you're in trouble. I know. <laughs> and I wonder who they're after when they go wind. Are they after Inuyasha with his wind scar, or are they after Moroku with his wind tunnel? Because they were like, wind, we need wind to fight wind. Wait, I know. Oh. And then they went off to find Inuyasha and company. Did they ever see the wind scar in action? Does he use it when they were in a, trapped in a duel to the death? No, he does, because that's how he defeats Kagura the first time. But they weren't there. Yeah, they were. Hakaku and Ginta weren't there, I don't oh, think. Oh, they weren't? I think they were back at home watching their friend burst oh, into foam. Yeah, that's right. It was only... Well, then how did Koga get away? Did he run away by himself, or I thought they helped him get away? No, I think he got... They just left him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They did just leave him. Kagome was like, he's probably fine. And then he woke up all alone. That's right. He has jewel shards in his legs. He's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, a small patch update later for that statement. <laughs> Buckle your borscht belt, ladies and gentlemen. So um, they, I bet they were talking about Moroku because they were super impressed that one time. 
Yeah, because they saw him use it with the whole birds, right? Yeah, the birds of paradise is wind subtle, and they're like, whoa. So What's maybe they that? were after Moroku because they're figuring like, well, she has wind. Moroku like sucks up wind. Maybe they were after Moroku for help. Maybe they're in love with Moroku. Did you ever think about that? It can be charming. <laughs> Can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> He's on good behavior in this episode, though. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like he was really even in it. He, he says some wise things. He says Inuyasha. No, he talks with Koga, and then he has the plan that he. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we get to our gang. Oh yeah, Moroku and Sango both seemed a little too surprised that it was going to be the new moon. They forgot. <laughs> I was like, dude, you guys have been through this. Yep. We saw this. <laughs> You could interpret that as Kagome's used to going by a calendar, or as these backwoods feudal people are like, what day is it? What's a Tuesday? Month? We're not farmers. Oh, right, a new moon happens with increasing regularity. Uh, so Inuyasha's losing his sense of smell. Have they been looking for the castle? I guess so. I guess in general they are. So if they catch a whiff, they're like, hey, Miasma, let's go. I mean, they really haven't done anything this whole this whole season so far. I don't feel like they've had a direction. No. They just seem to... I mean, Kagome was trying to go home when she got stuck by that really ugly giant guy. She was just trying to go home. And then Tsubaki kind of targeted them. I don't think they were really... Yeah, they've been waylaid a bunch of times by other things. Shippo got a girlfriend. Let's not forget. That's right. Moroku was uh, criminally underestimated in that one episode. Last episode? Yeah, I think they were just fighting a giant caterpillar thing. I don't think they were really nope. like looking for shards or the castle. or. So it just seems like this episode, they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to get back to looking for that castle again. What were we doing? Oh, yeah. So I thought they found it that one time. Didn't they find all those bones? Or her father's bones and they buried them? <laughs> season two? Oh, season two. Okay, I was like, oh my god, am I not Maroku remember? took off his little purple thing and was putting everything in it. And then they yeah, buried okay. it. Like they found their weapons and stuff. Yes. So I'm pretty sure they found like one castle. We should just accept the, the crew is like, let's get back to looking for that castle. Why not? <laughs> but Koga tornadoes over Inuyasha <laughs> to talk to his girlfriend. There's footprints all over Inuyasha. <laughs> oh, so, and then he just stops. He's like, yo, Kagome. Sup? A lot of characters say yo in this episode. And by a lot, I just mean two. Yeah. And it's always like kind of the looking for action type. Like, yo. Kagura says it to Shoma. Oh, that was so cute, though. And Jockin's like, yo, you're just going to say yo? Show some respect to Lord Sashomaru. <laughs> Kagome has to sit Inuyasha to prevent a fight. Mm-hmm. Koga notices that Inuyasha doesn't smell quite as bad as he normally does. Yeah, this is where Kagome <laughs> claims later that she was trying to compliment Koga to put him off the trail, so to speak, of Inuyasha turning Distract half human. Distract him. Mm-hmm. stroking his ego. She could have just opened her shirt, but 
It's never a lady's first instinct. Uh, Moroku talks to him about, hey, where are you going? Uh, <laughs> and he asked like, go hold Uka Kome. And he was like, hey, let go Uka Kome. That was such a weird moment. I thought a scene was missing because at first Koga's talking about, why do you smell so weird? Hey, let go of Kagome. And trying to pull him. Yes, <laughs> Kineyasha's just grabbing on harder. Like, Kineyasha. It's funny uh, that this whole time, Inuyasha and Kagome have had an understanding of, like, we know how we feel about each other kind of thing. But they've just gone and relapsed right back into jealous about Koga. I know. He just he doesn't have a leg to stand on when he's, like, clearly, like, Yep. Kikyo. I, I acknowledge your feelings about mm-hmm. me, but we won't. can still hang out. Hang but Kikyo, but Koga comes around. It's like no, and he's like, yeah, so so childish. Yeah, I would like maybe in a future episode where Kagome has like an honest talk with him about it. It's like, look, which is it? <laughs> Uh, Koga does tell them that they're on the trail. They're going to not follow him because Inuyasha's on the brink of being human and nobody can find him. Finally, out. they're thinking things through. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the two little guys and all their wolves finally catch up. And Koga speeds off again and they're like, Hi, Kagami. Yes. Sorry to be so rude. That was three funny moments in a row where Koga says... I don't have time for this. I forgot. Bye. <laughs> and then the two. Bye. Got to run, Kagome. Bye. <laughs> nice to see They're you. You're so polite. How cute. Yeah, so meanwhile, uh, Kagura is walking around the corpses, saying how gross it is. So this must be the real castle and not whatever I call the phantom castle that has subjects. Even though she says they were brought there. So there could still be an actual town somewhere with a castle in it. Kana shows up again. Been a long time since we saw her. <laughs> oh, no, wait. She was there, too, with uh, Tsubaki. She shows Kagura the mirror of, like, Koga's on the way. Like, what should I do? Should I go out there and fight him? I guess I will. And Kana's like, no. Wait for orders from Naraku. Kagura's like, I remember this guy. I'm going to go fuck with them some more don't like tricking people i'm just gonna go kill him and take the shards yes i like that she says that she's like ah i don't i don't play his game i'll just i'll come at you yeah she shouldn't high road naraku though because that game's been working for him forever that's why he's a cunning supervillain. i'm sure it's gonna stop at some point <laughs> well you'd think they'd get wise after yeah i feel like i'm being tricked <laughs> yet again yeah, but so she's just like, peace out, I'm going. And uh, waylays the wolf pack with a giant cloud of skeletal warriors. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, I called them cloud corpses. Oh, yes. Which is pretty nice. And How very apt. Koga can dispatch them if they're not all attacking him at once. And he does a pretty good job of dodging wind blades as well but then she creates the dance of the dragon which is a giant tornado around him of 
bones and knives that just cut at him relentlessly, and then she waits for him to try to escape. So and she yeah, him. Well, she was just putting out her lawn chair and staying there and get chopped up or come out here and have me kill you. And this is the time for her uh, Koga's super heroic backup party to do nothing <laughs> and there. run for help. Right behind her with the whole pack of wolves. And But they know. It's like, we're not strong enough. At least they thought it because they're like, it's that fan. We gotta get that fan away. And he goes, oh, we'll run up and go get it. And he's like, dude, she's gonna see me. You run up and go get it. <laughs> so they're like, I know. We need wind to fight wind. We know two people, at least, who also use wind. Maybe they were thinking of the Horaikotsu. You think? That is what saves the day at the end. <laughs> I eat a little crow there. I guess that thing is useful. <laughs> so they run off where Inuyasha is full human, sitting out arguing with Kagome about Koga, while Shippo, Sango, and Moroku talk about their strategy of maybe <laughs> we'll just go get some recon while they stay here. Yeah, they are not for taking a night off. No, I guess you can't when you're that close. They just don't want to chill out. But you know if they really did that, they would then get in trouble because oh, yeah. Naraka would be like, aha, here's a tree demon. And Moroku, <laughs> as I was laughing about earlier, pitches the exact same plan of sitting him, knocking him out, running away. <laughs> Not running away, but... Yeah, because they're like, no, Inuyasha's going to insist on coming with us. Well, I'll just have Kakome say sit. Then we'll knock him out. <laughs> I'm glad Shippo pointed out. I was like, Jesus, you're just a one-trick pony with that. Back to underestimating you. Did I write down? Wait, did uh, Kagura cut his... Get the jewels? No. Okay, sorry. I'm hitting myself. Uh, The wolf pack shows up, the friends, and they're like, Kagome, help! You're the only one who could help us, so they hide Inuyasha. Yeah, so then they come to Kagome. Is well, it the arrow for the wind? No, I think they're coming to her because she's like their sister now or whatever. So it's like, oh. <laughs> We're going to consult her on all matters. She's, <laughs> she's Koga's woman. woman. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> she's the boss's gal. So what's funny here, they talk about what's going on. Moroku, or I'm sorry. Uh, oh, they had to hide Inuyasha. Inuyasha, Shippo, and Sango are still in the hut. And Shippo's saying, don't go out there. No one can see you like this. And he says, don't worry. I have no intention of helping Koga. But then changes his mind the second Sango has suited up behind him. And says, we're probably going to go. You should stay here. And then he gets all fucking like, oh, I'm coming then. And kicks open the door. <laughs> And then punches both of the, the wolf pack guys. Yeah, like right away. All they did was go, huh? And say, so, you ever talk about this? You're fucking dead. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> what is exactly happening? <laughs> if you didn't ever have to threaten, so it'd be those two. Maybe. On. You could probably ask them nicely and they'd be like, oh, yeah, shoot anything for Kagome. They all decide to go help Koga, who starting to get sliced up inside the tornado. And yeah. jumps out of the top to try to kick Kagura in the face. <laughs> Which... Doesn't work. 
It doesn't go she very well. She was surprised. Well. She was like, ah, the top. But then she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then she cuts the shards She's like, oh, legs. wait a minute. I have wind powers. <laughs> I'm a good ranged fighter. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. She admired his gumption, though, or something like that. She was like, ah, oh, you're bold. But these shards are mine now. Cut, cut. Yeah. Fucks him up pretty good. She was like, oh, dear. <laughs> And she's about to finish him when the Harikotsu comes along. And Oh, I should say, yeah, that Koga was also hampered by the corpses, grabbed him. Oh, right. And, and prevented him from moving. Yes. So that's what the uh, Harikotsu takes care takes of, the care. last of them. But, I mean, he also had, like, wounds in his legs. Yeah, he was pretty, he was <laughs> So it wasn't shape. like she just plucked him out, she, like, <laughs> sliced them out. <laughs> So, I mean, they probably hurt a little bit. It's usually how he gets around. But so. now he can run as fast as his friends. Yeah. He can catch up. Maybe at the shape he's in, they could probably beat him. <laughs> Maybe. They would never, though. They would never. They'd always let him win. So Kagura, knowing that she has no backup and will probably get killed by a bunch of people, goes, Whoo. She's a smart girl. She knows. And she's not sneaky about it. She's just like, hey, I am here to fight you and take your jewel shards. And then she does. And then when she goes, can't win this situation, I got the jewel shards, I'm out. That was her whole plan. She didn't want to over-gamble. She, at first, is, I'm on the way back to Naraku. Wait, I don't need to go back to him. It's like the barrier was weak and he was gone. So she goes and sits on the grass. She, I always wanted to look <laughs> over a cliff. She says, I can do whatever I want. And go sit, sit in some grass. Oh, and Inuyasha is going to kill Koga. Oh, right. With a rusted old sword. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> still like, I can take you. And Kagome, of course, is is caring for him. Tends to his wounds. Oh, I remember what she says. Something super weird. She says, I brought back some ointment from my country. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought she was keeping it quiet that she's from the future to Koga. Who doesn't necessarily know that she's a woman out of time. But her her weird outfit doesn't... They just think, oh, from a different country? Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of thought she meant to say my time. It's true. But she says it both in the dub and the subtitle. Country. Hmm. But then he blushes and is like, oh, Kagome. Oh, I like it. But Shinigashi didn't like No. But he can't do nothing. So now these three untrustworthy people just know that Inuyasha becomes human at the new moon. I think Koga even says, like, oh, you really are a half-demon. Or someone says, yeah. like, oh, you're really a half-demon. It's like, I thought that's kind of common knowledge. Because isn't he known as the half-demon Inuyasha? It's in his name, for God's sake. <laughs> isn't it? I think so. Or is that Hanyo? Hanyo I want to Yasha. say like Yasha is somehow like Hanyo is a half demon, but I thought 
Yasha's almost somehow means half, and Inu is dog. And the way, this is where we leave our heroes. We go to Kagura, who's really lamenting the whole Naraku's got my heart in his hand. Yep, I think we get a flashback. And then we see that shooting star that reminds her of a sword, and the sword reminds her of Sashomaru. <laughs> You're nodding lecherously like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See how that star goes by and it just slowly turns into a sword, and then you see the little sleeve of who's holding the sword, and you're like... I feel you, girl. Talking about the Sheshi. He seems powerful enough to kill my other boyfriend. So then she goes and meets up with them, causes Jaqen and Rin to fall off of Aun. <laughs> Rin wakes up, confused. Uh, but I liked that Sashomaru reached for one of his 17 swords and was like, I'm ready to kill you. He was reaching for Tokijin, I think. Yeah, it would have to be. He doesn't want to heal her. <laughs> she goes, stay your sword, sexy man. I'm here to ask a favor of you. Well, make a deal. Make a deal. These two shards, if you kill Naraku. Dun, dun, dun. That's where we end. I'm sure the next episode's going to be a training montage. Oh, wait. We got a little bit of uh, Naraku. Oh, yeah. Okay. On in her a way. weird basement. Thank you for reminding me. He was in his creepy basement the whole time, turning into a tentacle monster of some kind. Well... If we remember, Naraku's a half-demon, and it is the new moon. Thank you for spelling that out for me. <laughs> I did not consider that. <laughs> so on the new moon, he has the same weakness as Inuyasha, where he turns into... I don't know, it kind of looks like a goober. <laughs> he turns into black mold, is what he does. Interesting. No. I mean, I guess it could be like, they, but their powers weaken. Well, I really like that. I like that even more now that I understand the new moon connection. Maybe that'll get listeners to write us in about <laughs> how stupid I am for missing that. Ah, it's great. It's really exciting to learn that information. Uh, but Kagura does say, like, kill him here are these two shards but she doesn't know that Sashomaru never really seemed all that interested in the shards have a feeling he's not going to take her up probably not yes. he might say well plan on killing him anyway if I see him but not doing you any favors and I don't need your stupid shards he's gonna be like Luke he's gonna take the shards and then throw them over his shoulder <laughs> Yes. And then two and a half hours of a mediocre film are going to ensue. We'll fight in some red salt. Yeah. How do we know it's salt, though? We're going to have to have a character awkwardly taste it and say, salt, at the camera. Uh, where were we? Uh, oh. The episode ends. Oh, yeah. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. What's the summer going to do? We know what he's going to do. Yeah, throw those jewels back in our face. Kagura narrates the preview for the she next does. episode. So that's exciting. And it's titled The Howling Wind of Betrayal. Interesting. Who betrays whom? Mm. I don't know. She's wind-themed, so maybe she betrays him. Who do we know who does wind? Moroku. <laughs> who does Moroku betray, I wonder? Hmm. Well, 
Inuyasha also has the wind scar. Let's talk to Kagome. The schoolgirl <laughs> will help us find out who betrays whom. And I uh, guess Sango, I mean, the Hurai coats, what, kind of flies on wind? Oh, they're all wind themed. <laughs> Shippo turns into a, a, a ball that can float up. Gomi's got arrows. The word air is in arrows. That's Air true. <laughs> all right. I think we're done. <laughs> That's all the time we have for more air themed jokes. Have a nice day, everybody. Uh, I don't care for The Last Jedi. Lindsay? <laughs>